Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, September. No, not September. Oh boy, where am I at? October the 8th, 2020. Oh, oh boy. That should tell you roughly where I'm at. I'm a month in the past. Hey, Jeff, how is it in a, in, in a month in the future? Is October okay? It's the same. Shit. Yeah. Well, there was always hope. It's another Techno Alpha podcast, ladies and gentlemen. First things first, hit the like button if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, and you're on YouTube anyway, and you want to help us out, you don't have, you know, the financial means to do so, or you do, and you're, you still want to do more, hit the bell icon after you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV, and hit the like button on these videos in the first hour, and help us fight back the hands of the evil algorithm. Beyond that, I want to give a quick shout out since we never get a chance to really in the live environment to thank all of the people who have been subscribing here on Twitch for fucking eons now. Everyone, mm. they always come in, you see the resub notifications. We don't have the ability to just shout people out as it happens during these live streams. So just want to give you guys a shout out as well because we greatly appreciate that continued support. And without further ado, we have the most important question of the week. Mr. Black! Mmm. How was your week? Busy. I busy, saw that. Very, very busy. Very busy. Extremely busy. Like, like, reduced streaming hours busy. Yeah, I mean, yes, kind of. <clears throat> I mean, I streamed 14 hours yesterday. Like, I'm... It's it's kind of all over the place right now. I've, uh... I went and put an offer in on a property today. Went out and saw a property. Uh, went and got a U87. Uh... Got Why? that bad boy. Did you not see the tweet? <laughs> no, I didn't see the tweet. I haven't been on Twitter much today. I, remember when I said I was going to drop a bag? Oh, was that what you got? Oh, yeah, bro. And oh. I'm, I, I didn't just get the U87. Oh, I you didn't the, get the uh, fucking, like, limited. The, yeah. Oh, I, got the, I got one of the 500 of a limited edition <laughs> special anniversary, 50 anniversary U87. Bro, it sounds like God. Like, God has has put his hands around my throat mm. and then uh it told me to speak and I, I do that I don't I don't want to uh sound too presumptuous Mr. Black but that may or may not be because it's an $8,000 microphone 6 with Six. tax No it was it was I it was on sale Ah uh, uh, no, that's cheating mm. You can't call me wrong if it was on sale but yes, they do sound great. There's a reason why they're hanging up in many recording studios around the world. It's a very, very popular rap microphone uh, and a very popular female vocalist microphone, the U87. Michael yeah. Jackson's Thriller album was recorded uh, partly on a U87, partly on a uh, Shore. It's SM7B, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, tons and tons of, of huge artists uh, use the U87, and yep. it is the staple for voiceover in any major recording studio uh, ever. Yeah, there's so. like three. There's like three voiceover microphones. There's a U87, a 416 shotgun, mm -hmm. and the um, the uh, four uh, the oh for fuck's sakes, uh, the AKG gold faced 
um, forty. What do they call it? The the forty forty? No, that's an eight. That's an Audio Technica. That's Audio Technica. Um, it's leaving me now. But th- those are like the three. Yeah, and it spans every. Regardless of what voice type you have for voiceover or singing, those three microphones That's pretty much does the show. So, uh, yeah. yeah, well, there you go. You're uh, you're now off to the races. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it comes, it came. It's all like uh, it's got like a chrome finish. It's a and it's like the only one that's got the chrome finish. It comes with special gloves that you can use to. <laughs> carry it around because it's you know uh, chrome and it will it will tarnish if you handle yeah. it with your grubby greasy hands so anyway i've been uh i've been using that and uh it's been amazing mm. um you know is it is it is it like a six thousand dollar difference no the answer is no neumann from the tlm 103 no it's no. not but it is definitely a noticeable step up and it's uh it it isn't as um the microphone makes me sound a lot more natural um it's it doesn't have as much of a proximity effect as the 103 does exactly it still has uh, it it's still there it's still it's still, ha- oh, still it, Neumann. oh yeah but oh, yeah. it's not it's not as like uh it's a u87 it's a u87 I mean, that's, the, that's the only thing you can it's just say airy. It's yeah. airy is the name. like it's incredibly fucking airy. It's like yeah. when you do your equalization, you may even have to turn down the air a little bit yeah. depending on your voice because yeah. it's so fucking airy. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've been using that. Um, mm. Voiceover has just been crazy the last mm. little bit. So I just pretty much took the money I made from voiceover the last couple months and uh, dumped it back into it. And, you know, when I do stuff like that, it gets me amped up. It's like, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's these things that I do to just keep me motivated and keep me going. I do the same thing with my streaming equipment. I buy, I buy excessively expensive gear, and then it makes almost no difference, but I feel good about it, and I do more work when I get the shit. There you go. There you go. And, you know, in voiceover, being able to say you have that microphone adds value as well. So, sure. Because um, people awesome. just know it. So, anyway, I got that. Very nice. I, uh, what else I do? Uh, just streamed a lot and mm, uh, mm. been trying to get another property. So I've been looking at uh, some spots and thought there was, oh, uh, found a leak uh, on, a, on the foundation here at the house. And, really? Uh, yeah. So there was a crack and it must have been there before I bought it because um, the room was in the gym room and the mats were there. Not the gym room we have now, but their old gym room, the one that we don't do anything in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is now a guest room. But uh, when we removed the mats to put down a bed, when we got our new uh, bedroom set, we noticed that the floor was like wet and like uh, like almost rotting, essentially. We're like, what the fuck? Like the subfloor so, was, was bad? No, not the, like the hardwood. Oh, the hardwood the itself. Hardwood floor, yeah. Huh. So, uh, so we're like, uh-oh. So we opened up the wall, and it wasn't anything major. It was a hairline crack that went, basically from the bottom of the foundation to the top, which is like seven feet, um, called up the concrete people and they came in today and they basically patched the whole thing and it's all good. But um, yeah, that was like, you know, $700 I wasn't expecting to spend, but $700 is better than the uh, 7,000 that results from not fixing the crack as soon as you find it. Especially like before the winter and everything comes and the cold weather and, and uh, and it was like turns that crack into a, into a Canyon. Yeah. So anyway, we got it all, we got it all fixed up and that's done. 
And uh, yeah, now uh, this weekend, dad's coming over. We're going to put the wall back together and then we're actually going to build the vocal booth. Uh, we're going to start. That right. Too, yeah. So. That was supposed to be. You've had the lumber there for a hot minute. Yeah. And now that I got the U87, I'm picking up even more shit. I mean, like mm. I can turn it into omnidirectional and stuff. But like, I mean, it well, Omni is, would be worse or worse, but I mean, closed, uh, like, you know, hyper cardioid or, exactly. or just cardioid. I don't cardioid. know if it has cardioid. I yeah, I don't uh, think it's hyper. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's even more. Noticeable. Well, it's because when you when you have an airy microphone, it's picking up like super yeah. fucking high frequencies and anything in a room with a hard surface is just going to reflect everything that that microphone wants to hear. And yep. so, uh, yeah, you're even going to have to be more cautious about how dry your mouth is when you're doing voiceover. Oh, I'm hearing everything now. I'm getting yeah. used to it. But, man, it's worth it. It's, it's definitely worth it. So I'm yeah. enjoying it. So we're doing that. And uh, I'm sure there's other stuff that's going on. Oh, oh uh, one of my tenants, dishwasher, the element on the bottom of the dishwasher mm. uh, burned a hole through the dishwasher. Uh, and then it started leaking. Um, what? And, yeah so anyway i had to order a new dishwasher today so i went and did that um it's a really old dishwasher oh, okay it was, it was uh, from my house that that we had our first house that yeah we bought. yeah so uh so anyway uh just wear and tear like over the years i've never was, heard of a dishwasher do that in my I've life i've never heard of it either and it must have been just like a slow gradual thing yeah, yeah. and then uh, now it's just leaking now they can't even use it it's just leaking so I'm like all right well uh time to go and get a new dishwasher so i ordered a new dishwasher got that done and uh yeah that's it came home did some more voiceovers and exciting now I'm doing this and then i got another one to do and then i've got a meeting so you know it's just one of those busy of those busy meets. busy yeah that's my week um i've uh oh to answer mark because i have to answer mark if he says something in chat no i wouldn't want the neumann anyway the i've i actually already had a 103 when i was Testing various microphones for my voice. The 103 sounds fucking atrocious on my voice. It picks up everything that makes you sound muddy. So you get this super expensive microphone that makes an average, like a a more uh, like middle of the of the frequency spectrum voice sound incredible, and you put my voice on it, and it sounds like smashed assholes, just fucking <laughs> awful. And so I yeah I sent it back, and then did the AKG, and then did this one, and this is the. This is the closest to my actual voice any microphone produces. It's still not perfect because my voice produces very muddy sounds on microphones, but it's the fucking closest one by far. Um, my week was, has basically been a mixture of um, running M around to get her uh, various medical stuff done so that she can start her new job that she's got now coming up. Uh, so before, as you might expect, as an RN, you have to uh, have a lot of things done uh, and, and tested, like your uh, vaccinations and your uh, general blood work and any pre-existing anything that could exist. They need to like test everything out the wazoo. So that's what we're in the middle of right now. And uh, so there's been lots of appointments to run her to various buildings and hospitals and stuff. So I've been doing that in the in the early mornings and afternoons, and then. I come back and I play anime games for like eight hours. Good I've times. been playing the Genshin Impact um, a bit because M saw the trailer for it. She was like, oh, that looks really fun. Found out that you can play co-op uh, across platforms. So she's been playing it on the PlayStation and I've got on the PC. We both hit the level now that we can play together. And so if we wanted to play something together off stream sometime, whatever, we're looking for things to do. I can now do that. So I've been playing that. It's pretty good. And I can talk about more about that later. But other than that, that's been pretty much it. Um, I'm basically 
I'm basically waiting for my bed to arrive so I can sleep well. Uh, mm. I'm, I am, I am sleeping fucking horribly on this bed <laughs> for like the last seven to ten days. <clears throat> and I cannot wait to hopefully sleep a bit better. Uh, I've been dreaming like nonstop. Uh, I had the weirdest fucking dream last night. I'll give you the short version of it. Um, uh, Rick Moranis bought my grandmother's house, the one that lived, uh, that lives with us now, bought my grandmother's house. And for some reason, I was in in the living room, they, all the same furniture. So he, uh, he moved in and uh, never replaced any of the furniture okay. uh, with his family, apparently. at the t- In this dream, he had two small children and, and the wife. None of, of them I saw in the dream. But we were sitting in the living room, Rick Moranis and I talking. I can't remember what we were talking about. But it, uh, but at, the, uh, at some point, we were discussing the fact that I was bringing up that the house was haunted. Uh, and, uh, and then, lo and behold, mid-conversation, it's the middle of the night. Uh, whatever's happening, here comes this apparition of a nondescript lady I've never seen in my life, and both Ooh. Rick Moranis and I did not really react at all to the fact that uh, that the this ghost was in the room, and then I woke up. Oh, Sounds so like great shout dream. outs to Rick Moranis. <laughs> uh, but that's where my brain's at this week, and Fun. so uh, it's been it's been uh, a real trip. But uh, otherwise, yeah, not not a super eventful week. Just lots of running around. Uh, the city, and holy shit, and I'm sure you would know too, running around, the amount of construction happening in yep. this city right now. You can't drive three and a half feet without hitting fucking construction on every fucking road. So, obviously, despite uh, the average person having zero dollars and zero cents, my god, are they finding money to crank up buildings on every corner and repave every fucking road between here and New Brunswick. Shit's nuts. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for video game stuff. Let's talk about some video games. First mm. up, just to get out of the way so that Jeff doesn't have to listen to tech news for very long, AMD today had their live stream to <clears> discuss <throat> their brand new processors for the desktop coming up, uh, the 5 Series Ryzen's, and then they also snuck in a really quick, and I mean, might as well not have even been there, teaser about their big Navi graphics cards that are coming up, the ones that are supposed to be the, the competition for the 3000 or the 30XX series of NVIDIA cards that just dropped uh, with that massive dong on the table uh, not all that long ago. So, um, as it turns out, they did a banger job again. Uh, and not only did they just, like, improve on the 3000 series, so, like, your 3700 and my 3900 in the streaming PC, the, um, they went, they went pretty fucking ham. So we won't know for sure, obviously, until individual people are testing these things. However, what they, what they put up for the graphs seemed very reasonable, uh, in that they even showed when they weren't like crushing Intel in the competition. So, you know, it it seemed like it was realistic what they were showing. So it's somewhere between, depending on what you're looking at, you're looking at anywhere, uh, from an average of like, 10 to 25 percent increase in uh in in processor power basically uh to for for the ease of of discussion between the two series but it's the same motherboard generation so you could go buy one of these and replace your 3700 in the motherboard you currently have and and get like 20 percent more performance at the same wattage as the last ones same mm. core, so same core, same wattage, 20% performance increase. 
which for a CPU, I can't remember. If it's true, then we do the testing. If it's true, I cannot fucking remember the last time that one generation between, and especially on the same motherboard, had that kind of performance increase. That's fucking enormous. They showed the difference between a 3900 XT, like their current flagship gaming chip, and the 5900 in this new series uh, in games. And in CPU-intensive games, so games that rely heavily on just the CPU and not so much the GPU, like, let's Mm -hmm. say, League of Legends, there was a 40 FPS difference. Damn. It's fucking monstrous. So, uh, that, you know, that was where the biggest criticism was in, in regards to Intel CPUs. Intel was still king of gaming, right? Because a lot of games still single core, dual core, they just want fast. They don't care about the fact that you have 114 cores. They just want, like, four cores that are sonic speed, and that's all they care about. And that's always where AMD kind of fell uh, uh, apart there. Not, like, fell <laughs> that bad, but certainly were behind. So if you were building a pure gaming PC, you still likely wanted to go with Intel unless you were saving money. So uh, this... All the same, roughly the same, slight increase in prices. Not, not massive, but slight increase in prices. And... Uh, uh, I guess what else is there? To, what else is there to say about it? I mean, uh, I had something I was going to go with here, and then uh, it's just left my mind. But basically, oh, so they they re-engineered a lot of how the internals of these things work. So not only are you getting an increase in frequencies of speed, but they're also changing how a single core interacts with the cache on the chip, which which is basically just. Even even though it's not running necessarily as fast as Intel, for example, um, for speed's sake, uh, it's close, 4.8 and 4.9 gigahertz. Uh, the way that the CPU is talking with, uh, with the rest of the, your rig has dramatically sped up. So it uh, makes use of the cache more efficiently. Everything about the processor, efficiency is the word. So uh, it goes faster. It goes zoom, zoom. So yeah. Uh, not much of an increase in price, massive performance gains, uh, November, uh, 5th, I think, is the release, uh, for most of this stuff, uh, and therefore you can expect to see most of the YouTube guys doing their, uh, releasing their videos on actual real-world performance around that time. So hold on to your, uh, on to your dollars for now, but odds are it's probably going to be close to what they have shown off. And if that's the case, then holy sweet and sour fuck, uh, Intel is not just up Shit's Crick without a paddle. If there was somewhere past Shit's Crick, I don't know what it would be called, uh, but uh, Projectile Vomit Court, I'm not sure what it is, but they're, they're there right now. Because this is the second, <laughs> this is the second generation of 7 nanometer for AMD, and Intel's still on 14 fucking nanometer. They're still, like, years behind on their, on their process size. And they can only push the speed of their fucking processor so much further than they already are. They need to fucking change it up. And they just haven't done that. So I'm really interested in what the internal like, discussions at Intel are and what their engineering teams are putting together. Because if AMD gets a fourth fucking or a third generation at this, uh, at this 7 nanometer... I mean, it's not going to be we're matching Intel in gaming. It's going to be we're just flat out better. Not only in gaming... But in literally everything, we're using like half the amount of power 
and giving you better performance with more cores and single core, and it's cheaper. The tides have turned. Heavily. So there you go. And then as far as like that brief uh, showing of the graphics card thing, the big knobby, I mean, it was brief. They showed like a 15-second clip of a game running, and they were like, look at that performance. And I was like, yeah, that looks... It looks like a game running at 60 FPS. Uh, and so from what we've seen, what they showed off there in that teaser, we're going to get more, I guess, towards the end of the month. I think it was like the 28th or 25th or somewhere in there. Um, is looks like it's competing more directly with the 3080. So not the 3090, but the 3080. So it's going to be more of like, how close can they get to the 3080 and then undercut them in price? And if they can mm. do that, then once again... That's going to be a a, a, a a tough a tough one to take for NVIDIA. But up to this point, NVIDIA has been basically holding off AMD cards because their drivers have been shit and the cards haven't been holding up all that well. So, we'll wait and see. And now that we're done that news, Jeff is time to talk about video games! Okay. Star Wars Squadrons. Lots of people streaming this game uh, as it came out. A lot of interest in it. Uh, we've talked about it on the podcast a few times now. Uh, a lot of people, I think, have been getting paid to play the game, too. More than likely. Yeah. More than likely. Certain. I've seen a lot of hashtag ads. Yes. Hashtag sponsored. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've watched a little bit of it myself. I haven't I haven't personally played it. And I've had several community members talk, uh, talking to me about their experiences with the game thus far. Uh, and despite all the hashtag ads, uh, <laughs> the community members, every it's been net positive across the board. I haven't really heard... Anything bad. Everyone's been saying it's actually really good. They've been surprised with how uh, challenging it is. That's what I've been hearing the most, is how challenging it is. So, people were talking about their hands fucking cramping, and that they desperately need to be able to change the control schemes, because their hands are getting fucked trying to play this game, because it is so complicated, uh, or more so than they expected. Uh, and so, lots of people also getting into, like, uh, on the PC, uh, especially, like, having full HOTAS, you know, like, mm. having actual um, uh, plane controls specifically for this game. Uh, it's definitely more in-depth than people thought. So I watched, excuse me, I think it was Jack Frags I watched on YouTube, and he was talking about uh, the various things. So you are controlling, for example, uh, where the power goes based on where you need it. So you can dump it into shields, dump it into weapons or your engines, depending on the situation that you're in. When it comes to shields, you could even choose if the shields are focused more front or back uh, of your ship as well. Uh, no aiming assists, really, uh, to speak of. No leading your... Like, normally you'd have, like, a target that would show you how to at least lead your shots shooting a moving target. None of that shit. You're 100% uh, on your own. Uh, and, yeah, it's all up to you. And then... Like I said before, definitely HOTAS friendly. A lot of people talked about that because it would make it easier because it is a much more intricate game. And the control scheme on the controller is kind of uh, opposite of what people would expect. So the left thumbstick, from what I remember somebody saying, is actually your throttle. Mm, it's not how you're moving. Good. It's your throttle. Um, okay. So, you know, uh, other than that, everyone's been saying good things about it. And it definitely seems like it has a really high skill ceiling for sure. And so it might be fun to see, you know, the one tournament they'll probably put together to see, like, the really good pilots uh, coming in and, and, playing, uh, and playing the game. Interestingly, though, um, is that, as it was just mentioned in chat by uh, Gurus here, um, there's no, no DLC is, confer uh, is confirmed for this. So this is like a, 
take it or leave it. This is I what it like is. That. What's wrong with that? I I don't see I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, they're not trying to milk you for yeah. for all your uh, you know all your worth. So, uh, yeah. Either way, does seem to be doing uh, quite well. And uh, thumbs up there. Not something I'm interested in personally. Uh, I can think of uh, yeah. Um, but that's because I'm terrible at flying games. I'm just fucking awful. Mm. Uh, is it something that you would consider now that you have VR? I don't even know if it has VR. But if it did, would you uh, slap a VR headset on? I think it does have VR. It would make sense. It's 90% cockpit, so it would make sense to, to do VR. Is that something yeah. that you would dive into? No. <laughs> Personally, no. Not even with the VR? Not to just no, fuck with it? I don't think so. No. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a rare event in that a game that is not trying to literally fleece you for mm. every last red cent uh, that you have. Whether it's DLC that was already done before the game launched. Uh, or some other downloadable content or, or whatever. Uh, it's nice to see. Now, next up. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say, Jeff, that in our youth, we didn't benefit from being able to play one or two burnt games in our time. Oh, yeah. Been one there. or two. One or two. Um, the glory days. The glory days. Well, they seemingly, at least when it comes to Nintendo stuff, come into a hard end. Mm. As a team of hackers, long in the game now for hacking Nintendo consoles, uh, are now in custody and facing charges in U.S. court. So this comes via Eurogamer. I've got this article here. Uh, And so I'll just give you a little read here to give you an outline of it here. So two members of video game piracy group Team Executor are now in custody facing charges in a U.S. court. Uh, Max Lorne, I'm going to say is how you pronounce that, I'm not entirely sure. A 48-year-old French national from Avignon and uh, Yuning Chen, I'm just butchering names right now, 35 from uh, Shenzhen, China. And Gary Bowser, ironically, a 50... <laughs> A 51-year-old Canadian from the Dominican uh-huh. Republic, of course, because he needed to be away from Canada when he was doing this shit, uh, were charged in a federal indictment unsealed on Friday. So the indictment alleges that the defendants were leaders in an enterprise that developed and sold illegal devices that hacked video game consoles so they could play pirated games. Uh, consoles hacked by the group include the Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo 3DS. So... He was, uh, yeah, he was arrested for hacking both the Switch uh, and the, uh, the 3DS. Uh, let's see here. So, Team Executor, whoop, I overscrolled. Team Executor is, is perhaps best known for selling Nintendo Switch mod chips, but it's uh, been operating for years, selling mod chips for consoles as far, as, uh, as far back as the original Xbox. There are over a dozen members of uh, Team Executor around the world, including developers, website designers, suppliers who manufacture the devices, and, uh, and resellers. Team Executor uses a variety of product names for its devices, such as the Gateway 3DS, mm. the Stargate, the True Blue Mini, the Classic 2 Magic, and the SX line of devices that include SXOS, the SX Pro, the SX Lite, and the SX Core. Okay. So, uh, 
uh, somehow back in June, they, somebody interviewed, uh, they interviewed them, somebody from Torrent Freak. Uh, oh, and it was an interview with Torrent Freak, uh, with a member from Team Executor. They refuted the piracy stigma while accusing Nintendo of censorship, monopolistic control, and legal scare tactics. Uh, the Department of Justice noted at times that they cloaked, uh, the Team Executor cloaked its illegal activity with a purpose, uh, a purported desire to support gaming enthusiasts who wanted to design their own video games for non-commercial use, but it insisted the overwhelming demand and use for its pro- uh, devices were to play pirated video games. Fucking obviously. Uh, no, nobody was buying the SX whatever the fuck so that they could make their own homebrew games and play it on a fucking no. GameCube. No. Nobody was doing that shit. They not wanted not- to play Luigi's Mansion for free 99. Yes. Uh, so obviously some of these guys are seeking ex- uh, extradition, obviously, for some of these. Uh, but the news of the arrest of the two uh, executors, uh, team executors come uh, as Nintendo won a $2 million legal battle against Uberchips, a website that sold to, uh, tools that let people play pirated video games on the Switch. So Nintendo is going in fucking hard now, boys. The FBI got involved. And starting extraditing people out of fucking the Dominican Republic or whatever the shit. Just <laughs> fucking mm. bring them in and get uh, and get dunked on. But there was a crazy uh, a crazy part of this. Does it say like how much money they made doing these sales or like uh, estimated? Not here in this in this article. I'm going to assume it's a fair amount of money because um where was it? It's in here somewhere. One sec. I don't know, oh, man. I don't, I don't, Apparently, I don't. Team Executor was so brazen that it even required customers to buy a license to unlock the full features of its custom firmware uh, in order to enable the ability to play pirated games. So, uh, they obviously made a few dollars off of this. I mean, d- ignoring the, the legality of it, because obviously it is hideously illegal the fact that they were bold enough to counterclaim or make counterclaims about nintendo being like monopolistic and shit and trying to cut in on their on their game and then uh and then be brazen enough uh to then charge a fee to have people unlock the firmware that they bought uh through them or for their hardware uh to do their shit it's just crazy um, so the, also the fact that Nintendo just won a $2 million suit against another team tells mm. you that there is a fair amount of money involved in this process. Must be. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's not, it's not like the court's going to go after these guys and then just, you know, bleed them personally dry, you know, and send them into bankruptcy. They would, you know, the, they would, most of these people would be using corporate accounts and shit. So there's, it's going to be based on, uh, on, you know, monetary gain through them. But fuck knows how you're supposed to trace that money. Because I doubt they're fucking keeping their records oh, hell on no. hand. Hell no. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we, you know, you and I, we definitely did back in the day. We played a, we played a few. We played a few. Uh, and uh, it was definitely in vogue when we were like probably 10 years old. It was like who had the modded, you know, somebody in your circle of friends had a modded system. Mm. Somebody. 
Uh, and uh, it was definitely, definitely not something that, uh, uh, that, well, it only lasted for that one generation, actually. After that, it became nearly, like, it was so I much mean, harder. People were modding, well, I mean, I've got here. I've I mean, got, it still like, happened, but it wasn't yeah. as, it wasn't as, like, common. I've got a modded Dreamcast, a modded PS2, a modded uh, Xbox original, a modded uh, PS1. That era, yeah, that era was like the most popular modding area uh, era. That isn't even mods that I've done personally. Just buying up people's games and stuff like yard shit. Shit's just modded. You're like, oh, this this console's modded. So happened with Uh, me and my original Xbox that I did like shitty games on slow with. We booted it up and and uh, we're like, oh, this has this is this is hacked. And then it like I loaded up and it had like a bunch of like ROMs of N64 games. None of them ran well. But they no. were, on, but they were on there. Yep. yep. So yeah, it shows you how popular in that generation modding was, and I'm sure modding continued. Obviously, for Nintendo, it's a, it didn't stop even at the Switch. But it's it's got to be less prolific now than it was yeah. uh, before. But Nintendo, Nintendo is definitely the one company you don't want to dick around with because they seem to be the ones that will honestly track it down. Yeah, and and snuff if it's it big out. enough, you know, yeah. if, if they're like, you know what, fuck you guys, I'm going, I'm getting my money, they'll go after it. Yeah, like, and they're not even interested in the money. They're just, oh, they're, it's, it's principle, and they want to scare everybody else that wants to that thinks about doing it. Oh, you you want to come after us? We don't care how small you are. We're gonna sue you, and even if we don't get money, we're gonna make it public. We're gonna put you out there. We're gonna we're gonna hunt you down. We're gonna put you through a bunch of mess. So don't fuck around with their stuff. Um, yeah, I thought I had something else I was going to add to that, but it's gone. So we're going to move on to the next topic. All right. It's official, Jeff. If you are running a 250 gig solid state drive, even if it was only to install Call Mm. of Duty Modern Warfare, Mm. it is no longer big enough. Really? Call of Duty Modern Warfare on the Battle.net launcher because you cannot separate the game modes for individual download. Uh, so regardless of whether or not you've actually bought and paid for the full game, or if you're just playing Warzone, you get everything anyway. And then you buy it and you unlock it, essentially. Uh, it officially, even on its own SSD, 250 gigs is not enough. It has now gone north of the, oh, what, what would that make it? 230-something gigs, because obviously you don't get the full 250 on the disk drive. Some 230 gigs. This thing is bigger than basically any game I can think of uh, ever in terms of file size. Um, it's crazy. I, I I I tried to sit down and think about this uh, to try and like think about the ways in which you could have such a massive game because really, mod, the Modern Warfare main game it's not that big of a fucking game. Uh, and Warzone, uh, as a battle royale mode really shouldn't be taking up more than maybe 90 gigs on its own on that. uh, That's being fucking generous. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, PUBG is like 38 or some shit. So, you know, you're giving it like over two X the size, the size, and it only has one map. It doesn't even have more. It's just one map. So insane. Uh, so all I can think of is that at all in these fucking games like it's just uh, like the audio must be completely uncompressed the textures yeah. must be completely uncompressed uh they must have like spaghetti code from like 2004 that they're still like just building off of it's on insane. it's oh, actually insane 
you can't, I've never thought I'd see the day. Well, it was going to happen eventually, but for Call of Duty, like you'd expect this from like an MMO. Yeah. Or like uh an like an Elder Scrolls game or like, or like a, a simulator, like a like a flight simulator like, where you're like downloading the entire planet. Yes. You're like, okay, this makes sense. We're playing fucking Call of Duty. <laughs> All right? It, how fucked up it's COD. It's fucking Call of Duty. The game isn't good enough to warrant that much damn space. No. No. Like I mean it's insanity. People like just imagine having shitty internet and having to download that fucking thing. You you buy you buy that shit on release and you're like, all right, boys, we'll see you in four days. (laughs) Bro, there are updates that you say I'll see you in four days. Yeah, Yeah. they come out with like fucking forty gig downloads, and you read the patch notes and it's like we added a new anime gun. Yeah, forty gig downloads. New stickers. What? New kill streak. <laughs> gigs. <laughs> Fuck so, me. <laughs> so yeah, it's a it's official. Fucking uh, fucking uh, over uh, too big for a two hundred and fifty gig hard drive. That's just hysterical to me. Uh, now I need to know how big. Where where does it end, Jeff? Uh, I think now it's a meme. Now I think now where does I think it end? Going. They're like, you know what? How far can we push this? <laughs> And you want to know what's sad about it is this will make it so that other companies, other other developers will go, you know what? Maybe we can start, you know, making our files bigger because, hey, a bajillion million gazillion people have Call of Duty installed on a computer and no one's batting an eye. Hey, we might not be 250 gigs, but what about 160? What about 130? Hey, it's not as bad as COD. It's half a COD. Bro, it's fucking nuts. Because the craziest wow. thing is, is like for textures and stuff, you can you can do like optimization on textures that re, like from a from like an uncompressed texture to a compressed texture visually. Mm. Like you'd have to have your face against the screen and walk up to it and like know what you're looking for a lot of the time to see the difference between an uncompressed and a compressed texture. And then the size difference is like one oh. one hundredth. Massive. So I yeah I it's it's a complete friggin' mess. So yeah, there you go. So if you're if you're still playing Warzone, or you're playing Modern Warfare, it's probably the only game you have on your computer. Yep. Because between that and the 4K porn you have in that tax folder, no room left. You've you've run you've run your computer's course. Nothing left to do. Uh, next up after that, we got Baldur's Gate 3, which is a game that I would also expect to be bigger than COD, but isn't. Uh, the official early access kicked off here a couple days ago, and, uh, as expected, it's relatively popular. Uh, lots of, uh, good reviews so far. I think it, it's sitting at, oh, I have it in the notes here, uh, very positive on Steam right now. I think it was 80-something percent, uh, our, uh, thumbs up on uh on the early access there were a couple of publications that were like particularly hard on it um i'm not terribly surprised and i wouldn't be surprised if if even the people playing it started to get a little bit harder on it over time when you do an early access title and it's in a a franchise that's already super well known Mm. you get way less leeway right people don't even people don't even think about the fact that it's early access they just see baldur's gate 3 
available now for full fucking price, I'm in. Yeah. And they think that early access for Baldur's Gate 3 is a far more complete experience than, let's say, early access for, if it had happened back in the day, No Man's Sky. You know, you like 12 people in a brand new IP that nobody's fucking heard about before. Yeah. Expectations in check. Baldur's Gate 3, early access, people are going to think that it's going to be basically a finished product with a couple of bugs that they're working out and that's the show. Uh, which is obviously not going to be the case. So there are, with that being said, reportedly a number of bugs because it's early fucking access. However, outside of that, very positive in general, a lot of people praising the uh, character creator, uh, for one, uh, actually it's one of my favorite things about gaming in general now is that we've got more horsepower as somebody who throws endless hours of their life into a character creator, even if I'm never actually going to look at them. It's just fun. It's just nice to see. Uh, how far we've come. You know, you look at Oblivion, where you literally couldn't make a good-looking character if you tried. Yeah. Uh, and if you wanted a beard, it really just meant that you took a spray paint, a green spray paint, and spray <laughs> spray painted your neck. Uh, for whatever reason, it was it was just green. You were a fucking leprechaun. Uh, and now we've got stuff like Black Desert Online's character creator, and, uh, and now, of course, Baldur's Gate. Uh, people are asking me if I'm going to play it. I'll probably play it, but not when it's in early access. Mm. I will wait until... This thing, because this is a complex system, right? It's D&D based. There's a lot of room for shit to go horribly fucking wrong. Yeah. And I, if I'm going to experience it and 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 really get into it, I'd rather just wait. Uh, but did you ever play any of the old Baldur's Gate games back in the day? I played, yeah, I played. I remember when I was living on your old street. Yeah. I had uh, Baldur's Gate. I think it was the original. And it came in almost like, you remember buying like... um like a CD, but yeah. it wasn't just a regular CD. It was like a fold. It was like a foldable one where it had like, you'd, you'd almost be able to pull it apart. And there was like sections that just kind of folded on each yeah, other. Yeah. 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 And, and you'd have like a bonus disc and then you'd have like, uh, some manuals and different things. I remember the boulders gate was like a yellowish orange box. And when you f- unfolded, it was like four or five discs. Mm. And I mm-hmm. played quite a bit of it. Um, that was the only boulders gate I ever played. And I had fun, but I was like fucking fourteen years old back in that day. Back hard, in the day. hard to appreciate the 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 depths of Baldur's Gate at fourteen. Yeah. So you can still have fun with it, but man, when you uh, and that's actually kind of what's fun with D and D now being put back into games like we've had with other franchises here uh, in the last few years is how much more depth they can slam into a, a video game version of D and D now. Uh, and, and really give people who are hardcore into that genre of gaming fucking nearly limitless yep. control over their gameplay and create really, truly unique, uh, engagements in battles and, uh, and story progression in ways that you won't be able to get in other more linear, less, uh, open styles of, of game design. Yeah. It's snail's pace. Like fucking, you gotta you gotta be ready when you play a, a a game like Baldur's Gate to if you're used to playing faster games, you gotta get used to dialing that back to like a, a fucking four out of ten. That shit is not quick. Well, that's the style. Like that's what people like about. The yeah, game. exactly. You take your time with it, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's doing well so far. I will personally wait for a full release to really get into it. But I uh, I like what I'm seeing so far, and so uh, is the vast majority of. Uh, uh, of others getting into it. So good job uh, for them tackling uh, 
tackling this. It's not exactly a fucking massive genre in the PC landscape. I mean, you're going to sell a few million copies, but the amount of, like... I feel like the amount of development effort that goes into making a game like that mm. is probably more than, let's say, Call of Duty. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so I mean, Call of Duty is just so cut and dry now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's a lot that goes into making Call of Duty. Absolutely. But, but making something like Boulder's Gate, it just there's so many small nuances and detail that, you know, COD is like, Caught is like painting a a mural on a on the side of a building, uh, you know, a big a big fucking <laughs> huge ass, uh, big ass face of fucking you know Adam, and then you know it's a poor Boulder's choice. Gate, Boulder's Gate is like is like doing a painting of Venice on a on a it's the Sistine a, Chapel. Exact. There you go. There you go. It's the detail. Sure, you know, one is still impressive. It's a big thing of Adam's face. <laughs> But I mean, is it really the craftsmanship of what really, you know, goes not on? the Sistine Chapel? It's not. It's yeah. not. So all the best to them putting that together for sure. Uh, speaking of intricate games that uh, that uh, a lot of people are uh, hyped up for, Cyberpunk 2077 officially went gold this week, mm. uh, meaning no more delays, no more postponing the game. It is going to happen, and it's coming out when they said it would. Uh, the Twitter account, you know, jokingly talking about that exact fact. No more pushbacks or anything. We're going to make it. It has gone gold. So get yourselves ready. Get your, uh, get your wallet ready and, uh, and get your, uh, your work vacation time lined up. <laughs> uh, as I suspect many people will suddenly, uh, use some of their vacation time mm. to play three to five days of this game in a row oh, with yeah. as little sleep and eating in between. You know, I miss, I miss feeling that way about video games. Me too. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I'm jealous of it. Uh, Me too. <laughs> I, I remember when I used to work at the Swiss mm. and Call of Duty was getting ready to come out. Dude, you and were I'd jazzed be, about Call of Duty. Yeah, I'd be at the midnight release party and I'd be booking two days off, like make it drive a long weekend and all the cooks and everybody would get together and we would just grind hours. We'd be on Xbox Live grinding hours excited to go home trying to get the first prestige you know or or a new final fantasy game that comes out and you're just fucking jazzed about it i am so incredibly jaded with video games <laughs> yes that like it's even when i'm excited for a game i don't really care all that much because i've been let down so much i play so many games i just curb my expectations and I just don't ever have that giggity feeling like I used to years ago. It's just, it's, there's something that died inside me. Uh, I get that feeling with movies, you know, like a, a movie will come out and I'm like, oh my God, I can't fucking wait. I've already got my tickets. I'm going to be there. Like, yeah, Kayla, we got to go Thursday night. I can't wait till Friday. We got to go. Like I'm pumped. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the, I'm in on the drive there. I'm excited. I wake up in the morning knowing I'm going to see the movie. That is how I want to feel about video games. And I know that there's millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people, probably millions at this point that are ex have that feeling for cyberpunk. And I'm, I'm jealous and I want to have that feeling too. Yes. But I just don't, I just can't, I, it's, it's not there. It's not there for me, bro. The last time I can remember feeling excitement like that 
Mm. I'm pretty sure it was Mass Effect 2. Yeah, that's a long time ago. I think that was the last time that I can think of off the top of my head that I was really and truly... Uh, you know what? That's a lie. Uh, Persona 5. And then it let me down. There you go, <laughs> right? There you go. As that was the last one. Like Persona, now, to, in, to put it, you know, to be fair, Persona 5 did not have the same hype level as Mass Effect 2. Mm. To, to describe the, you know, I want to take time off work and everything, that was Mass Effect 2. Persona yeah. 5 was just a lot of excitement. And all I think the same. Also, I think also what it is as well is we're not as easily impressed anymore. And there are a ton of. We all know I am not easily impressed. You're real (laughs) about it, but like, you know, at least you play other games. You know, I I barely even play other games. So, but like, for us, it's it's. I hate to say this, but a lot of casual gamers, they're like casual moviegoers. If you if you have your your formulaic thing, and you've got your your one exciting piece in the game or a couple of moments that are wow factors and you've got, you know, a a character that somebody can get attached to, to a degree, or if you've just got like flash and woo and and you can just wow somebody for a moment, like, yeah, that was, that's a good game. And some people are like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) best game since the, the last one. This is amazing. And then you've just got people that have just played so many games and have just seen it seen it been there done that and it can see through the fucking the the fog and the and the and the the wow the you know we can see the puppeteer in the background just fucking making shit go while other people got like goggles on and like huh this is great <laughs> meanwhile we see the guy in the back give me your money and it, it's just like that's how i feel about games now i i I'm just like, I'm not easily impressed anymore. And when I am impressed, I'm very impressed. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. But man, everything else, no. Yeah, I, I have three modes. I have uh, I have immediate distaste for a game to the point where I actually get angry about it. Uh, completely whelmed, meaning mm. I could not possibly care more or less about the game just congratulations it's a video game like that mm-hmm. th- that and then and then there's nothing until i'm literally my shit's blown up and i'm just like this is the greatest thing i've ever fucking played that's yep. it and most of them fall into in all honesty the top two categories most games are not truly awful games no. they're just so middling and fucking whatever that you mm-hmm. can't be pissed to even give a fuck about 60 to eighty dollars to play this twelve-hour, you know, campaign that's been done a million times before and arguably better in other places, and it's just whatever, right? Yep. So, yep. yeah, I, I also, I, I am envious of people who are still in that, like, fuck yeah, super excited, take time it's off like, work. It's like kitty phase, you know. It's like, um, it's, it's, I, I see this with my son, and he'll watch something on TV or whatever. Um, or even just pick something up and you see this, like this, like this, the, the, it's hard to explain. It's just like nothing else matters. They're just pure joy and excitement. Uh, you're get lost in the moment. And even though it may not be a, a fantastic thing on the grand scale, 
in that moment, it is everything, and it is fantastic. And I just don't have that feeling about video games anymore like I do in movies, like that movie magic where I go there and I'm in the movie and I get a dumb smile on my face. And, you know, sometimes Kayla will look at me and and I'm talking to myself watching the movie because I'm so into it and enjoying it. And she's looking at me because she's not impressed the way that I'm impressed. Oh, my God, look at the cinematography. Oh, my God, look at this shot. Holy shit. Oh, man, this is, is – are you seeing this, Kayla? This is like nine minutes of continuous shot. Like nobody's fucking this up. And, I, and I, I'm so into it, but she just doesn't give a fuck because it isn't that flash and boom and bang. And it, it isn't – she sees through the, the garbage. And I wish I could – let my guard down a little bit with video games and just enjoy them more, but I'm a jaded asshole now. So yes. I mean, it is what it is. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's a hundred percent. That's why, you know, it's why it's hard to get excited. Yeah. It's why it's hard to get excited. Yeah. It is, uh, it, is it is what it is, but cyberpunk, there you go. Uh, something else people will get excited about need for speed, hot pursuit. He's getting a remaster. Uh, it's announced coming for the PS4, the Xbox, and the PC November 6th, with the Switch version coming on the 13th. Uh, you know, Hot Pursuit, the remake Hot Pursuit, one of the more popular and better uh, Need for Speed games in the franchise. And so I'm sure that's going to get a lot of people excited. But like every other time, anything Need for Speed is brought up, immediately you go into the comment section and everyone is asking for two things. Underground 2 and Most Wanted. That's it. Eventually, they're going to have to give the people what they want. I just think they're slow. I think it's just a slow rolling it. They're they're milking everything else. Yeah. And then just before the franchise is going to die, they're going to say, "All right, boys, here we go. Here it is. Here you asked for it. You asked for 15 it. Fifteen years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually haven't personally played that one, but it is one of the better received uh, in the franchise. And after having just played the more recent Need for Speed. Uh, and saw that that was like a kind of a hybrid of underground and most wanted and, and how it was getting closer to what need for speed used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this will please a lot of people because need for speed, like I said, in my review, uh, of that last one was, um, need for speed as a franchise, like lost its way years ago, like a lost puppy. Didn't know where the fuck home was, uh, was already home, decided to leave home and then never fucking found home again. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just completely fucking lost. So this is, you know, if this is any indication, hopefully it's a sign that they know where they're going now. They they can see, you know, home is off in the distance. They can see it and they're coming home. They can see the light, Adam. They can see it. Hopefully. They can see it. Uh, I, I have this in my notes. And it's, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but it also might not be. Probably the biggest news in gaming history is what I have written down here, Mr. Black. Wow. Okay. Probably the biggest news in gaming history. All right, let's hear it. Sony is going to make X the confirm button and circle to cancel the default in every region, including Japan. I saw that. I Fucking. Like, whoa, whoa. Wow. They did, they did it. They did it. Finally. Yep. They could have done this earlier because I'm playing Genshin Impact and they have, if you're using the controller, they have, you know, uh, the, the circle except X to back out. And if you use an Xbox controller on the PC, it's still mapped the same way. So you're pressing B to accept and A to cancel. And let me tell you how fucked my brain is trying to friggin' do that shit. So I went to mouse and keyboard instead because I couldn't fucking do it any longer. Uh, I, I... Like, 
I'm shocked, and I'm I'm also going to be intrigued with how the Japanese market uh, reacts to that, and yeah. how long it's going to take people to adjust <laughs> to having be uh, completely reversed. Because you know, growing up, if you were playing JRPGs, uh, for example, it was like the one place almost guaranteed you were going to have to use circle as accept and X to back out. And how many times when we were playing those games when we were kids? Where we pressed the wrong fucking button every single time we wanted to do something. Too many times. Too many times, Adam. And so now, here we go. We got it. Sony's finally caving. And now, maybe, as somebody joked in the comments for, for the article I pulled this from originally, uh, maybe the U.S. will finally convert completely to the metric system. Probably not. Probably not. It's probably not going to happen. Um, in sort of related news there, Sony released the PlayStation 5 teardown video. Did you see that yet? Or like clips of that on, on Twitter or anything? No. So you know how originally they had, uh, I don't know, maybe you didn't see that either, but many moons ago now, um, oh God, a long time ago. I can't remember when it's been so long. Xbox had various YouTubers, um, brought in. Uh, I think there was at least one specifically more than the others. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I can see him clear as day. But they did it, uh, allowed them to do a teardown uh, loosely of a, of the Xbox Series X and then how it gets put together. So you could see how it was assembled and you could see all the parts inside, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Sony just did basically that, but with a real PlayStation 5 and mm. by one of the designers of the console, he's the one that did it. So he sat down and pulled it apart, you know, took the top panel off, the bottom panel off, unscrewed everything, did all the ribbon cables, completely stripped it bare, took the cooler off and everything, so you could see everything that was in the console, Uh, which is always kind of fun and cool to see if you're a tech person. Uh, But more importantly, it gave us a bit of a... a, uh, Austin Evans, thank you, yeah, that was who it was. It gave us an an important look into, or a more... um, uh, a better idea of how the process of upgrading the storage of the PlayStation 5 is going to be. Because as we talked about in the recent podcasts, uh, the contrast between how Xbox and Sony are handling that, where Xbox is going proprietary memory card that you just literally push into the back of the console, done. Uh, and uh, and PlayStation being opened up to third-party NVMe drives, as long as they're whitelisted, uh, that you install yourself into the console. So during the teardown, you then got you then get to see where that storage is and what you're going to have to do to get to it and install the NVMe drive. It was obviously going to be more involved than previous generations because NVMe drives aren't like solid state drives, uh, like two and a half inch solid, uh, solid state drives or like three and a half inch HDDs, where you could have a bay that you just slide it in, and if the if the if the slot was the right size. And you had the connectors the right way. It just you, you it's basically like click it in, and you're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. You can't really do that with an NVMe drive. It has to go into the slot kind of on an angle, and it's pinned down, and then you screw it into place like you would have seen when I built your computer uh, this last time. Those that strip drive is an NVMe drive. That's what you're going to be upgrading your PS5 with. So, um, what it looks like it's going to take is you're going to quite literally have to pull the bottom of the console off entirely, the bottom shroud. Then once you've pulled the bottom shroud off, uh, it, you then uh, have the exposed uh, trap door of sorts for where the drive is. You unscrew the trap door to remove that. 
and then you take the, the fine screw out of uh, the housing there, install your solid state drive, screw that back down, screw the housing back on, put the bottom of the console back on, uh, and there you go. That's your, your updated storage. Um, for, a, for somebody who's installed their own shit on a PC, that's like any given Tuesday. That's a very easy, not big deal. Nobody really likes to have to pull a console shroud off because it always feels like you're going to break the pins or some shit. Like, it always feels wonky. Like, if you ever did it with a 360 uh, faceplate or anything like that, it always feels fucking weird like you're going to break some shit. But not the end of the world. But for the average consumer, I'm afraid... my, My concern is that this is like veering into territory where they could accidentally void their warranty and not even mean to void their warranty. Um, so we'll see how it goes with the PS4 and stuff. It was just a, like underneath hatch, like didn't have to remove like the, the shroud, just, uh, like little hatch to open slide in your drive hatch closed. (laughs) You're done. Mm. Easy enough. Um, with this, it's it's quite literally like like you'd be updating a PC. You're going through a very similar process. So, uh, hopefully that that doesn't result in people accidentally voiding their warranties. Hopefully it doesn't turn people off from actually trying to upgrade their storage because for some people that might be too scary of a process. You know, you just go out and you buy this two hundred and fifty dollar hard drive and now you're installing it into your $500 console and you're stripping the bottom of the console off to install this thing and as soon as you strip the bottom of the console off you're going to see a sticker over some places that say if this sticker's removed your void your your warranty's voided and your people are going to be like fuck uh so so hopefully it's not like that um but that's the that's the that's the difference between the two consoles right you're going to pay more money to get a proprietary drive from Xbox but all you do is slide it into the slot at the back of the console Sony, you'll have a choice as long as it's on their whitelist, and then you're going to have to go through a much more involved process, and there's no hot swapping when you do it that way, right? With the Xbox expansion cards, for whatever fucking reason, if you're somebody that has like four terabytes worth of freaking games that you don't want to fuck with and you don't want to store them on like a, like a separate USB drive like they said you could, you could theoretically, like memory cards, just fucking swap that shit out in like one second. And you're off to the races, and you can just do whatever. You can't do that with with when you're talking about NVMe swaps, like uh, you will have with the PlayStation. So, all the same, the teardown was nice to see. The cooler is fucking massive. It, the uh, it was really funny because the guy that they had do the the video is a tiny little Japanese man, might have weighed forty six, forty seven pounds, soaking wet, could have been five foot one. And with the camera placement and the console sitting in front of him, there's already memes everywhere. It looked like a fucking Empire State Building was placed in front of him, this console. Like, they, they could have used... It was like you needed a banana for, like, for scale to tell just how big the console was because this thing was the size of the man's torso. He was, like, picking the console up. And it was fucking huge. And it's big, but it's obviously, like, this guy's a small dude, but it was comedic nonetheless. Um... So there you go. I have a question for you, since you'd be in more of like a, uh, the territory where you haven't done too much of your own PC upgrading other than like taking a graphics card in and out most of the time. Would that be a deterrent for you to want to like upgrading your storage on the PS5 knowing that you would have to like go through that many stages and not just no. a trapdoor? No. No. Wouldn't concern you? No, I think you I think you might be overanalyzing the storage capabilities i mean i think it's 
pretty pretty simple i'm not saying uh, it's hard but i'm just yeah. saying there i mean there there are people that like building a pc is not hard but there are still a lot of people that will like shit themselves over building a pc because they're like they're holding these components and they they're 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 like oh this is so frail and i'm gonna fucking like fuck it up there are lots of people like that so yeah, yeah for me it's no and i've never ever 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 upgraded storage for a console in my life so uh the only thing I've ever done was get a memory card for a PlayStation 2 or a PS1, and that's pretty much the show. Yeah. It would be the same thing for me now. So it wouldn't, I don't, it wouldn't deter me any. Whether I had to plug it in or take out a couple of screws and move a couple of things around, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, it will be, uh, I'm still waiting to see what the, like the expanded whitelist is going to be like for, for drives and stuff. It'll be very interesting to see, especially pricing wise, how it compares. Cause that's the big differentiator, right? Is that Sony is saying they're getting behind, you know, we're giving you choice. We're going to allow you to find something that's maybe less expensive. If you want to go that route, put it in. Um, uh, and I can't, I can't wait to see just how big of a dis- uh, discrepancy there is between the proprietary Xbox drives and what you can get, excuse me, get on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the PlayStation. Um, yeah, crap. Where am I in my list here? Ah, uh, also PlayStation five news. It was discovered apparently that uh, for supporting PS five games, for those of you who still care about trophies of which there are obviously lots of people still achievement hunters, uh, of all varieties. Um, trophies in supporting games, uh, will actually allow now for tracking your progress. So if there's trophies for collecting, like, let's say 500 random ass fucking things or whatever in the game, it will mm. actually show you on the trophies in the back end, how many of those you've collected, how many more you actually need to get the trophy. And you're not just guessing, uh, or yeah. waiting for the trophy to pop up and be like, Oh, Hey, I got the trophy. So there you go. Uh, and now, what do I have? Hmm, oh, right, yes. So as it turns out, Jeff, Mortal Kombat 11, pretty popular video game. Lots of people still big Mortal Kombat fans, as they should be. Mortal Kombat, pretty dope. Uh, in the latest Mortal Kombat, which I believe is 11, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Uh, Melina was not a character. And this annoyed a lot of people that apparently have a fetish for a girl who, if she blew you, would not only take your dick off, but probably the entire pelvic area and sever you in half. Mm. They weren't happy about it. And so, for the longest time, they have been, like, at toxic levels of bothering Ed Boon and the uh, the other devs for Mortal, uh, Mortal Kombat harassing them to put her back into the game. And it's been ongoing forever and ever and ever and getting real fucking aggressive about it. Like weird, weird fandom levels uh, of, uh, of aggressive about it. So, um, as it turns out, despite the fact that they were being a bunch of incessant children, they caved and they put Melina in the game. They put a trailer out, lo and behold, it's there. So now they have the fan base, half of which is is screaming at them for actually caving to the people that have been bitching and moaning and cursing and swearing and threatening and everything else for months on end to put Melina in the game. Uh, and the other half, who are obviously now rapidly masturbating to the fact that Melina <laughs> is now in the game. 
There you go. But the more important thing for this update, Jeff, is that John Rambo is now going to be a playable character. I saw that. What more can you ask for? I mean, why not at this point? They've been doing other crossover stuff in Mortal Kombat for a while now, and Mm -hmm. uh, fuck it. I mean, shit, Rambo works. He fits fits the bill for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, And he looked good. You know, he did the classic. He he came in the trailer. He came in. He... <laughs> it was Rambo. Alone uh, to voice act them, or I'm going to be very upset. I I don't know if they did, but whoever did it, you know, really, uh, all you have to do is grunt like Stallone. So I mean, how how? Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh, so there you go, everyone. Molina fans can uh, can now rejoice. You know what ended up happening when I looked into that? What? Is I ended up down like a, a weird rabbit hole of Mortal Kombat lore because the more con- like the more characters they've added and the more story based games they've had, the more lore they've created and like and they've retcon shit and like redone storylines many times, and there is a surprising amount of lore to Mortal Kombat. When at the end of the day, I just thought it was about a, you know a bunch of like um, ripped dudes and scantily clad women uh, beating each other up and tearing off body parts. Little did I know. There's you know, a story there. There's some serious story going on back there. So uh so there you go. Uh it was an interesting time. I used that while I was waiting in the car for M to get her blood work done. I was reading Wikipedia pages for uh for Mortal Kombat <laughs> in relation to the story. Uh next up we've got oh, it's an update on the Apple and Epic nonstop shenanigans that Epic has been handily losing from what we can tell here at the podcast. Uh, week on week, ha- Apple has been smacking them around, and the judge has basically just been saying, yes, Apple is right, Epic, what are you doing? Well, they have now decided uh, that they both agreed to a bench trial rather than a jury trial, and that's going to come up on May 3rd of 2021. So for those who don't know the difference between a bench trial and a jury trial, which I will, I will freely admit, I didn't fucking, I, I had a loose idea of what that might be. It is exactly what it sounds like. So instead of having a jury, it's simply the judge will be making the call. Uh, which is weird because given the fact the judge has been basically slapping them around, you would have thought they would have gone for a jury on that one. Or maybe they tried, Epic tried, and then Apple was like, no. They might get a different judge. That's also possible. Maybe they get a a, a different judge on that. But uh, either way, uh, it sounds like the next developments for that probably going to be a hot minute. So uh, we'll keep you posted if anything else comes up. But otherwise, uh, for episode, I don't know, 235, We'll be talking about Apple versus Epic in their uh, in their trial. Uh, and last but not least, as uh, as we I've touched on a couple times that I've been playing it recently, Genshin Impact um, got a little bit of negative press here because it censors in the multiplayer chat. If you're in multiplayer and, and you're you know typing in chat, it will censor a bunch of different words. And of course, the ones that made it into the news would be for and foremost Hong Kong. And Taiwan. Um, Daniel Ahmad, who I follow on Twitter, along with a couple of others, because there are some there are some people to get news from on Twitter that are uh, more reliable than any publication you're going to get your hands on. Daniel Ahmad, who is a, a uh, an analyst uh, and specializes in uh, the Chinese video game market and Asian video game market in general, uh, was quick to note that yes, while this is obviously not something that people in the West 
would like to see. The developer for this game is, in fact, based in mainland China. And so are subject to whatever the fuck the Chinese government tells them to do. Uh, And this is not uncommon practice. So pretty much any game that is made in China, and in fact, in some instances, um, games that are made outside of China that want special access to the Chinese market have to follow certain guidelines. And the guidelines for those that are made within China are obviously quite strict. And while Mm -hmm. there isn't a set list that the government gives, probably for accountability reasons, everyone uses uses basically the same list of words anyway, because it's quite obvious what the government is looking for here. Those who don't do that, and in fact, this year alone, 17 games have had their, their, uh, their license to operate within China, um, and that would be Chinese game companies included uh, in that list, I suppose, were denied. They were revoked entirely because of not complying to having these words banned. So, uh, whether the developers involved with the games, you know, are believe that or not, if you're a mainland Chinese video game developer, you're kind of fucked on that one. And it's just the way she goes. Um, there, it's just the way she goes for that, that market, unfortunately. Um, beyond that, I'll just talk a little bit about Genshin, then we'll move on to the last, the last game thing we've had. Have you seen any, uh, any gameplay for this, Mr. Black? Mm, very Cause, minimal. Because a bunch bit. of streamers are also playing Genshin right now, and it's not because they're getting paid this time around, although I'm sure there are likely a couple that have been in some capacity uh, to play it. Um, it's uh, it's basic, it's real. you know what, I actually enjoyed it. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I was playing it more because I was going to be able to play with M in, in my off hours. But I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. It is, if I had to describe it, so it's an open world um, action adventure game would be like the genre that it slots into at like a high level. And then on top of that, you would add in um, a fair amount of like uh, MMO mechanics in terms of like daily quests, uh, crafting, uh, things of that nature that you might find in MMOs to keep like your daily stuff fresh on top of any story content that they add uh, to the game. As a single-player component, and while it's not an MMO full-fledged, once you hit a certain level, you can play cooperatively with, uh, with people, uh, friends or otherwise, um, to do dungeon runs for, like, elite boss runs, if you're going to do stuff like that, much like you would in World of Warcraft, or if you want to just explore the open map and just do chest hunting for, like, items and stuff, you can do that as well. The only restriction there that I know of is that you can't do, like, story missions together as a group. Uh, and I suspect that's for balance reasons. They're just trying to keep that uh, out of it for now. It started as a mobile game that you play on your phone. It still is on mobile. Uh, and then they moved it on to PlayStation 4 and the PC. It's not on the Xbox. They said they're going to, they plan to bring it to the Switch. But the Xbox isn't being considered, probably because not enough Xboxes be, are sold for that market that they would even bother for it. Uh, and the nice thing is, other than the PlayStation, you can actually take your progress from the phone onto the computer and vice versa. Oh, nice. And when you're playing with people, it's cross-play. So PlayStation, PC, and phone can all play together uh, as well. Uh, So all things that, for a free-to-play game, you're already talking about some pretty high-level stuff. Visually, one of the nicest games I've played in a long time, and it's a mobile game done in unity of all fucking engines. 
how the fuck they pulled it off in Unity, how the fuck, how the fuck they did it in Unity is like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know. Um, so, so here's, here's where people will start to get lost in this game, because it's a mobile game. It is, at its core, at the very base, it's a gotcha game, which, if you know the gotcha in the mobile market, is basically like the whole concept of um, whether with in-game currency that you grind out for or with real money that you pay for it, you, uh, get a random selection of shit, um, in a, in a, like a roulette wheel of sorts, uh, that will determine, you know, what rarity of stuff you get and characters are in that. So the game will give you characters for free as you go. Uh, and then anything beyond that, you're rolling the wheel or spinning the wheel to get your other characters. Um... Like any game in that category as well, they have to list the percentages, the odds, of getting all these things. And a 5-star, which is the highest ranking character, is a 0.6% chance. Um, That hasn't stopped pretty much everyone I know except for me having a 5-star character at this point. Uh, Most people not having spent a single fucking dime on the game. Uh, but it has definitely been a point of contention, as you might imagine, because this game has leaked out of the mobile community where people are used to that monetization, uh, format, and now it's on the PC and PS4, where people are less used to that kind of monetization. They're used to getting, you know, reamed with DLC and other microtransactions. That's what they're used to. But when a gotcha comes in, now they look at it and they're like, oh, well, this is fucking crazy. So, um... I will say this about the game because a lot of people have asked me a million times over and I'll just point them to the podcast now for them to, to see my, my thoughts on this shit. Let's keep it, let's keep it in a, in I know a, the timeline. Go, I know the timeline. Don't worry. Cause I, oh. don't worry. I know you don't have much time, so I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, first things first, it's not the legend of Zelda breath of the wild. It's just not, not only does it not look like the legend of Zelda breath of the wild, it doesn't play like legend of Zelda breath of the wild. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild did not do cel-shaded graphics first, and it was barely a cel-shaded game to begin with. And on top of that, if you were going to compare the two games, unfortunately it's it's not a good comparison because uh, after having played 100 hours of Breath of the Wild and having played 50 hours of Genshin Impact, uh, Genshin is a better game. I'm sorry to inform you, but if you take the Zelda out of Breath of the Wild, it is a hideously mediocre action-adventure game with not even half of the functionality of Genshin Impact that you pay full price for. And that's okay because it's a Legend of Zelda game, and it's okay if you like Legend of Zelda. I didn't mind Breath of the Wild, but it doesn't stop it from being a hideously mediocre action-adventure game. This is not that, doesn't play like it, whatsoever. And in fact, it looks more like the Tales of series, you know which series that is, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Tales of Berseria, Tales of Vesperia, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. yeah. It, it more closely resembles that than Breath of the Wild. Um, the gotcha portion of it is, up to this point for me, almost non-existent. I haven't spent a single cent on 50 hours deep. It does not punch you in the face every time you log in and say, hey, spend some money, or hey, we've got a sale on, on, on in-game currency today. There's none of that shit. Whatsoever. You get your, your in-game currency, which is actually super fucking generous, to be honest. People have, like, I'm, I've spun for characters, like, I think, nearing 10 times at this point, for, uh, which is actually 100 spins, because I've done 10x spins, with in-game currency. 
Not a single dime spent. I have not been gated. I've been steamrolling content with ease. So it's not like they've put the game like super difficult and they're like, oh, you need like four level five characters to have a hope of fucking progressing. No, I have literally been blindfolded fucking this game into the ground with no issues with free characters. So it's nothing like that. I, I can tell you this specifically, the games that you would be used to playing, whether it's like FIFA or other sports games that have literally become casinos that just so happen to have sports games attached to them, like we joked about NBA 2K, are far more egregious with their microtransactions than Genshin Impact. It's not even close. It's not even remotely close. So, uh, it's a good game. It's free. Play it. If you don't like it, guess what? You have exactly spent zero dollars to give it a shot. It will run on a potato. You know why? Because it runs on one of these. And it looks fucking incredible. If you do have the hardware for it and you crank everything up, the rendering scale, it looks better than most AAA games with cell shading. And it's free. So, give her a shot. If you're interested, but otherwise, don't be worried about the gotcha thing. Seriously. M got five star in her first fucking roll. She's doing better than I am. Like, it's, just, it's not, no money spent on two accounts. It's not that bad. That's Genshin Impact. Milo, I think it's, uh, Milo's time to go pee, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in general, yeah, no, uh, people are comparing Breath of the Wild, um, really heavily to it because of the visual, but it's not at all Breath of the Wild. And now, Mr. Black! Yeah? It's time to sell the fuck out! I have a problem, Jeb. I need some help. You know, I'm really getting into this weeb game and all these waifus and shit and husbandos and all the whatever the fuck you want to call them. And it's challenging. Because... There's a lot of them, and I need I need a way to help to be able to remember all of my characters with an easy visual aid, preferably that I can hotkey to bring up information on every one of my characters, so I don't have to, you know, forget about them. And it, preferably in, in beautifully colored LCD or LED buttons. Is there something that you could do to help me remember all of my waifus in Genshin Impact? I mean, I definitely can. And uh, that that something here is called the Stream Deck, which I conveniently have right here that I can't turn all the way because the cord isn't long enough. But That's it's okay. right here. It's right, actually here. I got the technology. Boom. Look at that. Boom. Right there. It's called the Stream Deck. Now, every one of these buttons mm. can be used for your new waifu. Oh. Every one. You know, five star, three star, two star, one star, five star, five star, five star. Hey, if you want a hotkey to buy whatever it is you buy in there, you, mm. you can hotkey that up. You can turn it off if you don't like the game by just clicking that. You can even probably link it up to uninstall it if you rage quit and just click uninstall button. Literally just say uninstall. Mm. Take you there. Jeff, you if I wanted to free up 230 gigs of hard drive space, is there a way yeah. for me to do that? Yeah, you don't even need a stream deck to do that. You can just, <laughs> you can just delete Call of Duty, honestly. Um if I'm just being being frank <laughs> with you, um, it's fair. But, but if you want to install Call of Duty, mm. already been data capped, you can go ahead and use NordVPN to mask your IP. So your ISP provider, right on your router, mask that bad boy. They're not even going to know that you're downloading 250 gigs 
that you have to put on multiple hard drives or at least one that's like a one terabyte or a 500 gigger, put it all on there. You can bypass it when you use the promo code OTT on NordVPN.com slash OTT. 68% off, guys. 68% off a two-year term, 30-day money-back guarantee, and you get a bonus month. So you get 25 months, 68% off. You get to stay safe, stay anonymous on the interwebs. You get to not be region-blocked anymore. You can access any part of the internet you wish to desire. Good, bad, or indifferent. You can go there with NordVPN. Promo code OTT. And when it comes to Elgato, well, you Elgato get a stream deck, bare minimum. But they got green screens. They got capture cards. They got key lights. They've got ring lights now. They've got microphones with their wave products. Pretty soon, they're going to take over the world. Elgato, link is in the description below. We don't have a promo code, but we but we do have a plug. So go there and buy stuff. And then tweet it out at us with them so they know you're buying stuff. Because it's ideal. Our- yeah. It's ideal. Do that. Patreon.com slash lag TV. We have that as well. If you ever just feel like throwing money at the screen, it's a good way to do it. If you don't feel like throwing money at the screen, Hitting the like button's great. Leaving a comment is awesome. And sharing is incredible. You do all three of those things, and you're doing God's work. You're putting food on my table. My son thanks you. Can, can you actually do that yet? No. He can S- say hi. Soon. He can say hi. Okay. He can, he can um, say, obviously, he can say my name, Kayla's. He says Nana, Papa. Uh... Uh, he says no. He definitely knows the word no. Why is it that kids uh, always learn that one first? I think it's because we say no to him a lot. Like, no, <laughs> don't do that. No, no, no. Probably. And then, and then he realizes what no is. That's fair. Um, yeah, he knows quite a bit. Whenever he sees something, he gets a new toy, or it's or whenever he gets a new toy, he goes, oh. And whenever he gets food, he goes, hmm. <laughs> you know, there's that. Fun fact. The man, the myth, the legend, Hun, mm. had his baby girl two days ago. Oh, I didn't even know he was having a baby. Had Did a baby. I, know I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't, I didn't inform you. I talked, I literally, like, two and a half months ago, mm. I was driving home uh, after, um, oh, crap. I was, dro- oh, I dropped uh, M off. This was uh, in the summertime when, when we had, like, no cases and people were outside doing things and so she was at a lake thing with a couple of friends and i dropped her off for that and on the way home i was like you know what i'm just gonna I'm just gonna call hun i haven't talked to him in a hot minute he's a busy man and so I called him up and we talked for like four and a half hours i sat i sat in the fucking costco parking lot uh for like four and a half hours and then immediately turned around and picked up picked up him afterwards uh but uh but yeah he, at that point he was like by the way uh, Soyan's pregnant, and I was like, "Excuse me," and then we uh, and then we talked at. <laughs> well, no, that came. That was like immediate. That actually came up front. I was say, whoa! No, that was right up front. That'll that'll continue another three and a half hours of conversation. And then we uh, and then we had uh, we talked about names because they were listing off names uh, that they were considering. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, thankfully, they went with the name that I suggested because uh, obviously I am, I am uh, the arbiter of all baby names. Uh, as it turns out, the name that I had selected was also the name that all the men in his family also thought was the best name. Unfortunately, his wife did not like the name, but she caved. Ooh. So the men. What is the name, Adam? A, a rare victory. Hana. Hana. Mm. Hana. Okay. Hana. So you got Hana. Hun, Hun and Hana. Hun. Hun and Hana. Hana is basically just an Asian form of Hannah. Impossible for people to fuck up, uh, fuck up. You know, when she goes to school, it's not like her teachers are going to be like not able to pronounce. Mm. That's why Hun eventually took a, an English name to, you know, have it less confusing for people who can't pronounce double O's for some reason. Uh, and so, yeah, like you can't, you can say soon, you can say soon, but for some people, for some reason, people had a hard time saying Hun. It's a real fucking divide there for English speakers. So anyway, yeah, new baby girl. Everyone's he- uh, healthy and happy. So that was a wonderful time Good. Uh, this week as well. And now with that sellout and baby discussion done. Movies and TV. Monster Hunter movie uh, teaser has guns in it, Jeff. It does. Uh, which begs the question, why is it even called Monster Hunter? For the name. Okay. That's it. Free Guy Trailer 2 continues to show more uh, of the movie uh, and uh, that it continues to have promise. That ga- I'm not going to lie. That movie looks fucking fun. It looks unique. And it's also the most Ryan Reynolds-ass fucking Ryan Reynolds movie. I think yeah. that, he's even, that he's done even more it's, so than Deadpool. I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like a little mini version of Deadpool, just not as, you know... Violent. Violent. I watched the first trailer and then I stopped watching trailers because I, I, I just want to go and enjoy the movie. I didn't... I've seen enough. I've I've been sold on the first one. Yeah. So I'm pretty much because you know they'll start showing more and more and more scenes. Next thing you know, it be you know you, you've seen the whole movie. You've seen the whole damn movie. It's true. I don't want to see the whole movie. It's true. Uh, WWE. We talked about this uh, in uh, several podcasts ago, uh, I believe, where there were uh, like members of New Day uh, and a couple of others that were streaming on Twitch were getting in 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 hot water with Mr. Vince. Uh, because, you know, they, Vince was obviously not seeing any of that money, and uh, there were some contractual things that he was trying to swing uh, in that regard. So as it turns out now, it appears that some of the uh, the talent has come forward and are saying now that they are trying to get people to re-sign contracts that include, coincidentally, mandatory Twitch streaming time, or they will forego some of their earnings. So in this time of we can't do wrestling as often, now Vince is going, all right, new contracts, everyone streams on Twitch and gives me some of the money. <laughs> Vince is a fucking twat, bro. <laughs> you, you, you know what this is, man? This is just the WWE dying. It's dying. Yeah. Stephanie McMahon just sold a mass amount of her shares in the company for like two point something million pounds or some shit. Uh... The, 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 it's going it's going down to the tubes wrestling i'm just gonna say it sorry for all the wrestling fans out there sucks it's hot garbage it's dying it ain't staying much longer i'm sorry to break it to you it's going aew's going wwe is going they're all going it's dying the end is near it's coming i'm telling you it's coming and the only way it's going to hold on for another five years, 10 years tops, is by getting more celebrities jumping in, more famous UFC fighters, 
It's gonna, be like the, it's gonna be like the first fucking uh, WrestleMania all over again. Where how many Cindy Loppers can we find yeah, to cram into this thing? It's gonna turn into no longer weekly WWE three hours on TV this night, couple hours on this night. It's gonna boil down to WWE is gonna have events a few times a year, and that'll be the show. That'll be the show. It's and you know dying. what? Most of it is because Vince and the creative team that he put around him shit the bed for nearly 20 straight years. Yep. That's a yep. feat. Yep. That's a fucking feat. When you basically have a monopoly on the market and you shit the bed for 20 straight years, you deserve to fucking die. Yeah, uh, like, like uh, that. I guarantee you, when my son becomes a teenager, when he's, <clears throat> when he's like 12 and shit, it's gone. Mm. There won't even be, there, there won't be a WWE. It's over. There's just um, no, there's like no creativity in like, I mean, AEW has a creativity, but they don't have the money and the, and the size they're into the, they're getting into the game too late now. Yeah. Uh, where like, think of wrestling when we were growing up, it, like the shticks and stuff didn't, the, there were people weren't in the background as hard nosed about making storylines with the word, like the wrestlers drove in cars, uh, came up with the shit on the way to the show and did it. And yeah. because, and because they also didn't you know, do the whole, um, entertainment thing where everyone already knew wrestling was fake, but they did, they, they played it as if it was real, which sounds like a silly thing, but there's a stark contrast in, in, uh, in, uh, in terms of viewer retention between just having everything be knowingly, uh, fake. And then also playing into that, like breaking the fourth fucking wall all the time. Yeah. And uh, and then keeping things straight. That's why you had people like The Undertaker, who stayed in character for like thirty fucking years, yeah, still be the top like the top talent and the top draw that people wanted to see because he wasn't on social media breaking character every five minutes or fucking uh, uh, trying to do like these like new more realistic like shticks that they did for a long time where everyone was basically just wearing like like simple wrestling trunks and going by their real name. Yeah. Uh, so they did some weird fucking shit. Yeah, so, I mean, Vince, Vince is, is picking at straws here. Yeah. Um, you know, Vince obviously, uh, is trying to, and I, I don't know what the contracts are like, but he, he definitely likely owns the names of, he owns the names of a lot of, of a lot of wrestlers. Lot yeah. Of these wrestlers. Right. So he's probably trying to get his hands in every cookie jar because I think the a lot of these athletes are also realizing they can make as much money now or more themselves yeah. doing whatever, promoting sponsors on their Instagram and their Twitter, streaming on Twitch or Facebook gaming or wherever is going to give them a contract because they've got a following. You're seeing it more. You're seeing it more with music uh, musicians that are coming to Twitch or going over to Facebook gaming and they're pulling up a Brinks truck or athletes, professional football players, basketball players, because they have an audience and they can monetize the audience more than just selling a jersey or selling a pair of sneakers. They can go on there, sell themselves and make a ton of money. Vince only wants just wants a piece of that because he's seeing uh, what what wrestlers are able to do on their own. And he probably also doesn't want them uh, knowing how much they actually are worth. And when they start making more money, they say, fuck this, man. I'm beating my body up. I'm on the road 24-7. Fuck this shit, dude. And it's a dying breed anyway. I mean, wrestling is just not what it is. So this doesn't surprise me any. This, this, yeah. just doesn't, this doesn't surprise me any. 
next up on on what the fuck? Mel Gibson is starring in a movie called Fat Man. Here's a synopsis. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, played by Mel Gibson, so Santa Claus, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. Tis the season for Fat Man to get even. I'm in. So am I. I'm in. I like. I watched. Nothing. I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." I want to watch it. Yeah, I'm in. I haven't seen the trailer, but it sounds like a movie I'm gonna watch, <laughs> and I'm probably gonna like it. And you know what's really dumb? Because it's Mel Gibson, and despite the fact that this is completely camp and and insane, is that he's like legitimately acting his way through this movie. Because nice. it's Mel Gibson and he doesn't know how to do it any other way. Like the dude's no, the dude, Mel Gibson's man. obviously fucking crazy. I mean the oh, man's yeah, he's fucking tat. That shit crazy. He's, yeah, yeah. he's lost his marbles eons ago. But the dude can fucking act. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a hell of an actor and director and writer. Yes, the dude is talented as fuck. But I think like most talented people are a little fucked up. He's the white he's, Kanye. Uh, I mean, he's more of like. Um, He's not that outspoken, though. And I don't think he's that narcissistic. At least, like, uh, he probably I, is, like, behind the scenes. I just meant scenes, in terms he, of, like, he's he's so talented or, like, so uh, so artistically talented yeah. that he get, he's a little fucking kooky. Yeah, I didn't mean in terms of comparing oh, okay. how outwardly yeah. spoken they are. Obviously, yeah. Mel Gibson's yeah, more kooky. behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's kooky. But he's cuckoo for fucking Cocoa Puffs, bro. So listen to this. Listen to this hot. I don't know if you have it on here or not. You don't. All right, so I'll add this piece of news before we move on. Disney Plus, Mulan. Okay. There's drama. <clears throat> I mean, there's already drama. There's the already. So is, what? This is new drama. Yeah, this is new drama, and it's spicy. Spicy. So, Mulan, massive failure. They are understated. They are. They are they've made so so little money mm-hmm. uh, that like they're they're nowhere near break even. They're they're gonna they're gonna lose money. This is a huge failure. Color me shocked, right? given the shit quality of so, the movie so so listen to what disney decides to do oh no okay disney goes okay guys we release mulan early for everyone for 29.99 you bought it right yes i did yes so you rented the movie you get it for like 48 hours and then it's gone but you're going to get it everyone is going to receive it in like three months after the release date on disney plus to watch all right now when you pay 29.99 uh, you base it's a it's a premium rental. Yes. So it just gets announced that Mulan is just is about to be, if not it, if it is already or it's about to be in the uh like early next week. Mm. Uh, might even be there now. It's now going to be available for you to rent on iTunes, um, Google, uh, a, a few other a few other spots. Okay. Now listen. Listen. How much cheaper is it? It's not cheaper. It's it's twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. Well, listen. It's no long. It's not a rental. You get to buy it for twenty nine ninety nine. You own it indefinitely. And not only that, it's got special features. It's got added uh, deleted scenes. It's got all kinds of content 
This is within like a month of releasing this shit. that That the Disney Plus did not get. Now, here's where people are going crazy. They're going, what in the fuck are you doing, Disney? I not only have a yearly subscription to Disney Plus, but I also rented your movie. Rented it. And now when I'm no longer a Disney Plus subscriber, I don't get to watch the movie anymore. It's gone. But you're going to go and put all of this on other platforms at the same price where people can buy it, not rent, same price. They own it. They can watch it for as long as they want, as many times. And it gets more features and more things. They get more of a benefit. And they also get it in 4K, which you didn't get on Disney+. Plus. So they basically said, hey, guys, we really need some money. Uh, before we actually release this movie for free, everybody on Disney plus, we need to sell this somewhere else because it was supposed to be a Disney plus exclusive. And it was supposed to be, they didn't make it so that if you, if you had a Disney plus, you get it for 1999 or 2499. And then maybe on, on, on prime or where a standalone service. It, yeah. Then it's 30 bucks, right? You get yeah. it at a discount because you're already subscribed to, you're in their the, ecosystem. You're in their ecosystem. You're a paying loyal customer. You know what they said to the paying loyal customers? Bend eh, over. I don't give a fuck. We need to make some money because this has been an absolute gigantic of a failure. And people are fucking pissed. So now uh, the people that. I smell a class action lawsuit coming, Jeff. I, I, I don't know, but it's uh, it's it's. That's pretty fucking bad. That's that's really bad. Well, I mean, Disney- last week, I mean, let's be honest, Jeff. Last week, they fired 28,000 employees and then gave all their C-level employees their pre-COVID fucking salaries back. So this is not exactly a company that is, uh, you know, above doing some completely insane, ludicrous, anti-consumer, yeah. fuck you and all of your family uh, type shit. Yeah. It's, it's the only way they can make right on this is if the people that bought the the Mulan now get to keep it uh, indefinitely or uh, at least be able to stream it indefinitely now because it was only a limited rental. And now people can buy a better version off Disney+. Plus, Not even on Disney's network. Their own network. They're, they're paying loyal customers are getting fucked. Raw dog. And also, on top of that, why would you rent it on Disney Plus now? Why? Buy it for the same price and own it and watch it in better quality and have more stuff, (laughs) deleted scenes. Uh, The making of how they, they have an entire section of how they made the whole movie also on the platforms, but not on Disney Plus. I don't bro, get it, bro. At this point, you know, at this point, at this point, what they need to do is they need to like give the Disney Plus people a 4K copy digitally. They need to give them that same edition with all the extras, and then on top of that, for being a Disney Plus customer and going through this absolute fucking outhouse shitstorm, rolling down a hill in the middle of winter time, only to be ended up in the bottom of a fucking Walmart parking lot covered in your own feces and the feces of the 15 people that came before you is to give you a 4K copy of the original Mulan Mm. and do a special 
fucking collector's edition of that to have a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff and whatnot for that one and tack that on on top. That, you get both of them with all their extras in 4K, all their glory for zero dollars. It's either that or you literally, every single person that paid for that gets credited a, a month or two or three free months of Disney+. Plus. Sure. Just add it on their account. None of this is going to happen, by the way. No, none of it. Zero. (laughs) Zero. But anyway, thought I'd just add in that. Literally zero. Uh, I think tomorrow is the uh, the Haunting of Blythe Manor begins. And I've been, uh, I've watched two reviews of people that got early copies. Ah. said it's fire. Of course it's fire, bro. Yeah, actually, I, should, I shouldn't they, say that because some other shows have not done that. So that's good. The, the thing, the only thing that I heard from the, the the couple of reviewers that I heard, one guy gave it like a A minus, another guy gave it like a B. Okay. Uh, the only thing that they both said uh, that took them out of it only for like an episode, mm. like the first episode. Mm is a lot of the same actors and actresses mm. in the first series are also in this, but they don't, they're completely different characters. So it is not, so you'll, you'll remember somebody. So this is going to be like similar to American Horror Story. I would, I think that's what they're doing. And I think for every series, it's going to be a new story of a new haunting. So it But you're getting the same actors playing different roles. You're getting the same actors playing because they did so well. But what they said is they don't play that, that they're such different characters, like with like completely different accents, different looks. And there's new characters for sure. But some of the main characters, you're like, whoa, what the fuck? And in the beginning, they're like, is this the same character or is this uh, some sort of weird, uh, uh, you get a bit of a disconnect when you watch it that way. Yeah, but they said it goes away within the first episode, and then you're right into it. But that was the only thing that I heard from from uh, from both people that they didn't like. I can uh, I can understand that because having watched a few seasons of American Horror Story, and where they I don't know if you've watched any of that show uh, yourself. No, I no. So they they use the same actors and actresses all the time. Uh, yeah different stories and they're always they're almost always done like quite well done they're they're all like a lot of them are really good actors and actresses they all do their roles well but after you've seen like three seasons of american horror story even though all the all the seasons are wildly different storylines there is even when you get used to the fact they're playing a new like a different character it does for me ever so slightly take something away from the experience yeah because you can't commit to them being that one character yeah. Uh, and my God, Haunting of Hill House was so fucking good. Um, that might be Netflix's best series that they've put. Out. It's it's top Definitely three best, minimum horror series without oh. a doubt. Uh, but it's 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 definitely a top five uh, series. So it's not unprecedented to do this kind of thing. But yeah. I can appreciate why they would say that. And uh, while I'm sure it won't make it a whole, like a bad experience. It will, yeah. like they said, it, it's going to take some time and maybe take the edge off. Bolton literally said they forgot about it after the first episode. And even mm. one guy even said with after most of the first episode, they didn't even think about it anymore because they were so drastically different. But they knew it was the same actor and actress. Mm. Uh, it just kind of there was this weird thing. And then they almost thought, like, is this part of the story where 
Maybe this is the same character. But I was about a- to say, I wonder if they're doing dimension shit or like, or different timelines. Exactly. So, and they didn't spoil anything. So I don't know if that's the case or not, but they, but they did say that that was a thing. And they I mean, were given the, I know, given, you know, without spoilers, given the red room. Yeah. You never know. That's never, a, that's a, that you never know. Possible. Right? It's a possibility, but Fuck you never me. Know. Haunting of Hill House was a good, a good series. What a yeah. fucking end to that it's that good. thing. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh next up it's time now, Mr. Black Four. Move tech support. <laughs> really would have been struggling to come up with more movie talk, but tech support. Every week, ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash life uh oh, not the full thing. Patreon.com slash lag TV. We actually locked up that URL. Lag TV, uh, where you can uh, you can help us financially. $10 or more a month gets you uh, into the uh, high-quality release. It's literally a raw file. So if you want, I mean, despite the fact that we're doing this over Discord, if you want to hear, and I'm not even fucking with you, one of the best-sounding podcasts in the world, this is it. If you want to pleasure your eardrums, yeah. uh, that $10 a month, you're going to get that link. You're going to be able to get in on that action, uh, and it sounds substantially better than 96 kbps trust me uh, you get access to that you also get access to tech support where you get to ask us questions on a post that i put up before the podcast every week and we answer a few of them or as many as we can with the time we have so first up mark furry asks this has four upvotes on this bad boy peaches or nectarines i mean the fruit but if jeff wants to make it a sex thing have at her <laughs> uh, peaches or nectar- nectarines all day Fuck. All day. Uh, shit. No pun intended, but they're neck and they're neck and neck for, mm. for, for me. It really, peaches and nectarines are two, are two fruits that I can think of that, um, that the ripeness is the difference between I'm going to eat the whole thing or I'm going to take a bite and throw the rest away. Yeah. Uh, a peach that isn't ripe is a no-fly zone. A nectarine that isn't ripe is a thousand times worse. And so for that, I'll, I'm going to go with peaches just because there's a broader range of edibility for me with a peach than a nectarine. Nectarine that's that's not ripe is like a fucking rock. Mm. <laughs> it's not, and it, it doesn't have any flavor. It tastes like water when it's not ripe. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with peaches, but I like both of them. I mean, I'll, I'll fucks with both of those. Uh, Seth asks, what is your skill level in completing CAPTCHAs and proving you're not a robot? You know, I, I like to say I have a pretty, pretty good, good record. You know, pretty good, pretty good record. Um, the, the letters one and, and whatnot, not bad. I've gotten, I've gotten very adept at seeing, um, you know, when they're like fucking with a couple of, of letters that look basically the same. It's always yeah. like... Cues are, are cues are really terrible because when they start like adding like lines across all the letters yeah. and shit, you don't know, you, know or a cue. Yeah, or, it gets fucking weird, yeah. especially because like they like that. also make the letters wavy. Yeah, then there's like I's and capital L or uh, lowercase L's and <laughs> capital I's and yeah, uh, it gets fucking weird. weird. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Uh, my favorite version of captures right now are the is the puzzle piece slider. Did you have you gotten those I yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are those are good. Um. I also, I like about the, the puzzle pieces where it's like, wow, you're better, you're faster than like 98% of people. And you're like, yeah, yeah. I just took five seconds. How long, what are people doing? Taking a shit before they fucking complete this thing? <laughs> 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 uh, 
I want to see people that fail that. Like they can't quite line up. I can't log in, man. I swear to God, I'm not a robot. I'm just, oh my God, I'm terrible. Mom, can you come down here? And <laughs> I'm bad at puzzles. Uh, let's see. Uh, Danish Devil uh, says, Thank you guys for the noise last week for my buddy caught him by a surprise big time. Now for this week's question, what was the popular prank in your neighborhood growing up? Was it TPing houses, ding-dong ditch, which here would have been called uh, knock-knock ginger, uh, yeah. or prank calls? Uh, TPing houses was just flat out not a thing here. What is that? L- like toilet papering houses. Oh, like, yeah, we didn't like, do that. Not even during Halloween would, yeah, people, no. uh, would people do that. Um my- Favorite, my favorite thing is was going up to houses and taking little tiny light bulbs from their Christmas lights, and then you could smash them. You know, you throw them, smash them on the ground, and then yes, then there'd be some missing. You know, they get super mad, be like, "What the fuck?" Tita's did that to my house a couple of years before before uh, Dad said that he'd put his foot in his ass if he ever did it again. (laughs) I did that a lot as a kid. Yeah. Popular here, uh, Knock Knock Ginger for like one or two years here was kind of popular, um, but everyone knows everyone here, so you're kind of fucked. Like, even if they don't see you, they know who the fuck did it. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not a surprise. You know, you'd have to go like 17 streets down before you'd find like people that don't know every child and adult in the area, so you're not going to have like the the surprise factor. Um, prank calls for a short time too, mostly yeah. when soundboards became a thing. Remember, do you remember when we prank phone called my mom and we used the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard yep. and she actually fucking bid on that one? I do remember. Huh? I do remember. It was good. Good times. Good, good times. Uh, Will asks, is there anything you still can't find in stores since Space Godzilla attacked? Not here. It's been pretty, it's been pretty, pretty... Power for the course. Normal here, like to a like as normal as I I think you could ever get during a pandemic. Like, yeah, it's actually getting so normal now that people are getting a little too lax in well, public. I mean, I mean, I I don't really see that honestly. I I I mean, I don't. I'm not out all the time, but I've never not seen someone wear a mask in a building. Um, yeah, I've been I, I've been doing a lot of errand running lately, like in grocery stores and stuff, and um, um. It's it's getting like more and more people are getting less and less strict yeah, about like that the, shit. Yeah, like the social, like the social distancing, I guess, could be a little bit better. For that certain- oh, people threw that out the fucking yeah. window. <laughs> um, most stores are still doing a good job of trying to enforce it, but people don't. But people are wearing their masks, and we're definitely doing better than most places here. But I'm just like I'm just saying because we've done so well for so long, people are absolutely starting to like. We have zero cases for multiple days in a row. People just start going, "Why are we doing this anymore?" Like, well. Yeah. Because we have zero cases. Yeah. We want to keep zero cases. Zero is better than higher than zero. So we're going to keep doing this shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like, stock for things has been good. The only thing that was, like, oddly hard to find for a period of time were um, were hot dogs. Uh, but, like, not the small ones, but, like, the, the bigger, slightly bigger hot dogs, like the jumbo dogs. Dad was literally like fucking canvassing the city for two months. And it was like, you could find a package somewhere. It was like a black market for like jumbo hot dogs in Halifax somewhere. Couldn't find one to save his life. Uh, Not even Costco. 
Like, like no, but like couldn't find fucking jumbo hot dogs. So, uh, but other than that, no, nothing, nothing crazy. <coughs> hot dogs are not nasty. Hot dogs are made up of things that you probably don't want to know. But the actual hot dog itself, man, I, I fucking eat a lot of hot dogs and just never even care. I just, they're delicious. I'm not a big fan of hot dogs. I uh, love me some hot dogs. Um, uh, Kimmitz asks, best baked goods, for example, like an apple pie, brownies, or etc. Also, happy early Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm going to go with apple crumble and um, just homemade chocolate chip cookies in the oven. Just true. Those two things. I mean, Mum's chocolate cake is a de facto for me as a baked good. But other than that, like a, just as a general statement, like outside of this household, um, as far as pies go, I'm a blueberry pie kind of guy. I like blueberry pie too. Um, I do like apple pie, but I prefer apple crisp, which mm. is basically like apple crumble, but like just the uh, topping. Yep. Which, by the way, there are like six of them baked upstairs right now because Em and I uh, went apple picking. Oh my god. <laughs> Seriously, we're going to be eating apple crisp until I'm like 42. We have a lot of apple crisp. Um, but yeah, I would say I would say blueberry pie. Um, I also fucks with a pumpkin pie at uh, this time of year. Um, mm, Jorbach asks, do you enjoy a well-made calzone? Yes. I do. I, and we, I, uh, I remember it was like calzone is basically a giant like, pizza pocket. Yeah. A huge piece. So remember we used to get the donair ones. Yes. Like the, that's literally what it was. Those, was those I, like I'll fuck, I'll fuck with those because the donair meat and stuff and the sauce stuff is so heavy and punches you in the face. Like yeah. calzone dough is like fucking thick. thick. Yeah. It's like at least dough. With a little bit of pizza stuff inside. Yeah, at least the ones here. I'm going to say a well-made calzone. Not as thick. But the ones I, that you're generally going to get here. I'm kind of fiending for one of those Don't Air ones now. I mean, when I used to think back when I was a kid, they used to be massive. I wonder if they're actually really big or I was just small. Oh, uh, no, they were fucking huge. Okay, yeah. Like, I remember I remember they would make them, uh, you know, you go to their, like, uh, sometimes you'd go to the pizza shops, uh, high school, lunchtime or whatever. And they put it on one of the paper plates, which was comical because only half of it was actually yeah. on the plate. The other yeah. half was hanging it over the edge. It came in like a pizza box. Like when it do- when they get one for delivery, they put it in a fucking pizza box. Right? That's because it, it doesn't like, fit in a bag. Yeah. Literally couldn't put it in a paper bag. The thing would stick it out the top. Now I want one. No, they still make them as far as I know. Uh... Oh, Captain Jan Agern asks, say you built a state-of-the-art home theater, both audio and video, so you've got the top of the top, the cream of the crop, Mr. Black. What is the first movie you put on to best showcase it? He says, Adam, what is the second movie after you watched Interstellar? Actually, that wouldn't have even been my first choice. Uh, I know when I moved in here, the first movie that I put in because I had it was um, Edge of Tomorrow. Great choice. It it was, it is the perfect movie for a home theater setup because it's loud, it's big, 
It's uh, it's the, the just the audio that they have in it is phenomenal. It's an action movie. Um, it's in your face. It's relentless. Uh, that's the one I went. That was the first thing that I put in. The second one I did was uh, was um, Dark Knight. Um, and then the third one, and I didn't watch all the Dark Knight, but I just watched uh, some of the big scenes. And then the other one was Interstellar. I put in Interstellar. I actually watched all of Interstellar. Um, so yeah, those those were it. But dude, Edge of Tomorrow, that was that's the one. Go watch that. Uh, I'm trying to uh, remind myself here because um, I'm blanking out on. Um, I'm blanking out on names right now. Uh, on one name specifically. One sec. I will. I will find it. Maybe I won't somehow fucking find it. Sour. Looks like you're going with Interstellar. Oh my god, where the fuck? Oh, there it is. Okay, so I've got I've got three that I would go with. Interstellar is one of them, um, for sure. I would say just just. Uh, for the obvious reasons the i would go with pacific rim mm. uh pacific rim is one of the few few movies i mean there's probably been some more since it came out but the original pacific rim has some of the best mastered audio of any film that you can buy to test out your home theater system with uh then i would go with to, to test out just how good the contrast levels and black levels were for this fancy system you go ahead and you play yourself goodfellas because the remastered goodfellas the way that it was shot um and remastered is probably the best thing to use to see just how good your tv is at showing the difference between pure black and a dude wearing a black suit um and then I would, yeah, and then Inter- Interstellar would be uh, would obviously be another uh, another choice. That's just an obvious pick because the the sound when they're going into the black hole and the yeah. sound from that and the visual effect for that is just a mindfuck. And here's a dark horse that I I forgot I thought did I put it in here? Yeah, I did. We just skipped over it. Lord of the Rings is getting a full 4K remaster by Peter Jackson and crew. Crazy. 4K Ultra HD, probably with some HDR if they can cram it in there if it makes it work. Uh, or look any better. Either way, getting a complete redo. And I'm going to say right now, that's probably going to look pretty damn dope Yep. on new systems. So, there you go. That would be my my choices. Uh, where's our time? Oh, we're doing well here. Um, what is the weirdest job that someone in your life has? This is coming in from Logan. The weirdest job. It's probably me, to be honest. <laughs> so I, I don't think there's anyone. Everyone else is pretty fucking like run of the mill jobs. Yeah. Nobody's do, no nobody is like a fucking professional hedgehog fucking milker. I, I definitely have the weirdest job. Yeah, uh, for sure. But if I had to pick somebody, mm. my buddy Matt, he installs windows on like tall ass buildings, like fucking skyscrapers. Oh, and shit. okay. Oh, he basically is fucking, you know, hanging 
on something that is like swaying in the wind mm. and he's got big suction cups and he's putting up massive, like we're not talking regular house windows, big panes of glass and shit, uh, you know, 60 stories up or 40 stories up. And yeah, that that's a big no from me, dog. So yeah, that's, no. that's uh, definitely, it's not like the weirdest job, but it's definitely like one that stands out where I'm like, God damn, bro, you are earning your money. Uh, Super Kami Guru asks, um, if you were given the money to start your own esports team and you could pick any game, past or present, what game do you pick and what's the name of your team? It's simple. You go into League of Legends because the standard uh, salary for players is $500,000, which means the money that you're making as a team is a lot of money. Uh, and we're, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to beat around the bush. It would just be the, the team would be called the war council. So that's, that fucking simple. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd probably pick league as well, just for the money and, and the name. Um, I don't know. GG, no re. There you go. There you go. Last question. Comes in from Xenon Slayer. It says, Given the ever-growing list of films being held back, which one are you looking forward to the most? 007 right now. That's me too. <laughs> Same thing, bro. There, if there's... Uh, we probably talked about this before, but there is something about gold... Uh, I almost said Goldeneye. There's something about Bond movies. It doesn't seem to, like how many they make. I always want to watch me a fucking Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and it looks great. And it's and, Daniel Craig's last one. Yep. Uh, it just looks good. It looks brutal. It looks manly. Looks like Bond. Dude, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is a dude that like, you know, when you look at somebody like another guy and you can, you kind of like, you get the sense as to whether or not they can handle themselves. Yeah. Daniel Craig looks like he could fuck some people up. You know what I mean? Like he looks like yeah. he looks like he knows how to, he knows himself and he knows what he's doing, and he and he just would not like he, he looks like he's unshakable. Yeah, he's just one it's, of those guys. Uh, heavy, heavy rumors now going around uh, saying the next Bond is going to be. Um, Tell me, it's uh, Idris Elba. No, it's it, it's already been confirmed. It's not him. Fuck. Um, they've confirmed <laughs> it, and Idris Elba confirmed it. It's, it's Fuck. Just not it. Um, that was my biggest hope. Tom Hardy. It's very, it's like, it's almost to the point where it's almost not even rumors. It's like, it was between him and uh, Henry Cavill. And uh, apparently... Henry's not the right, the right... I don't know. I could see Henry Cavill doing it. I really could. But I like Tom Hardy a lot. And I yeah. he's a he's a better actor than than uh, yeah. Henry Cavill by a, quite a significant margin. You have and to have a certain that, fucking swagger. And Tom Hardy's got that fucking, that swag. Um, Henry Cavill is obviously one of the most attractive people to have ever been born, but he doesn't have Bond swag. He know, has swag, they, but it's not well, Bond swag. If they did like Bond 1950, you know what I mean? Yes, because like, he looks you know, like, like he was a, pulled out of yeah, the 1950s. Like if, yeah. it was an, if they went back, like, you know what I mean? And did a version of Bond like way back in the day. Yeah. I could like Henry Cavill would be my first. He's pick. more suave than like yeah. his, his suave is the right term for him. Whereas yeah. Bond these days, they're looking for more of like 
uh, like a, a a swagger. Uh, yeah, you know, swagger, uh, edgy, rough, gritty. Yeah, uh, seen some shit. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, somebody that also looks beatable, like somebody that looks like is vulnerable to a degree. But um, yeah, I think I think Tom Hardy is 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 a good. It is a person that I never really thought of uh, off the top of my head. There were several that we talked about in another episode, but Tom Hardy kind of makes sense. And uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'd be down for. It. I mean, obviously, it's no Daniel Craig, but at the same time, like I, I think Tom Hardy could make it his own too. So I mean, we'll when when Bond, when Bond like when Daniel Craig first took out Bond, people were looking at Daniel Craig like, yeah, going what like, fuck? "What the fuck? Yeah. Who the fuck?" Is the, and now look at him. He's my favorite Bond of all time. Oh, for sure. And and, and it's e- it, like easily. There's classic Bonds. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like there's there's timeless Bonds. Like I grew up with Pierce Brosnan, and I still associate Bond with Pierce Brosnan. But Daniel Craig is my favorite, the, like, Daniel overall Craig Bond. Is the, oh, he's got to be. I mean, he, he, it's just the package, man. It's it's all of it. So, yeah. So, anyway. To end the podcast, Mr. Maximus Black, hit me up with the sound of Bane doing a James Bond impersonation, ordering a drink. Uh, It's a martini shaken, not stirred, if you need a, a hint. Uh, I'll have a martini shaken, not stirred. Please. You know what? Maybe if you did it on the U87, it would have sounded it would have sounded would have sounded a lot better. <laughs> would have sounded a hell of a lot better. Wait, I can't let you go before this. Did you call your ISP? I yet? did it, Adam. Oh so no! Busy. It's gonna be a meme now, bro. Fuck. One of these one of these weeks, I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna be like, I did it. I did it. And it's costing me money every week, Adam. <laughs> it's costing you money. Fuck. You could have paid off money. that new washer already. I know, probably. Fuck. <laughs> so anyway, it is what it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by and watching this live on Twitch. If you're catching this on YouTube, whether you've watched it here and you head on over to a YouTube later on to like it and give it uh, a comment as well as those. I see you guys coming over from Spotify and iTunes. Bless you for making it happen. Uh, here's something to do. If you're getting all the way to the end of the podcast, you're pretty dedicated in the first place. So uh, if you go on, leave a comment and tell us where you listen to this podcast the most. I'm interested. I want to know what platforms you're using. Are you using just a standard RSS, uh, reader, uh, like, like, uh, uh, podcast addict, or are you using iTunes or are you using Spotify? Do you just watch through YouTube, etc.? I'm super interested. So let's make that the comment this week. If you get this far into the podcast. Uh, and let's see what happens. Hit the bell icon on YouTube as well. That's the thing that without just giving us money gets us the, uh, the most traction. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you once again. And until then, peace. Peace.